I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's my check! It's my check! The podcast by Mike Myers! Hello, horny babies. Hello, cheeky monkeys. Hello, waniacs. And hello, Shrekheads. Welcome to my <laughs> check with Cameron James and Alexi Teleopoulos, the only podcast in known existence where two comedians with hearts of gold mm-hmm. scour through the exhaustive filmography and bibliography yes, indeed. of Funny Man... Mike Myers, just to check if it's still Shagadelic. And so far... (laughs) So Shrek. So Shrek. So Shrek. Oh, yes. I'm Cameron James. And the other voice, the dulcet tones you're hearing in your ear holes right Mm. now belong to none other than Alexi Toliopoulos. We may have hearts of gold, but we have souls of green. Mm. I must declare. You must say it. And I'm so glad that we finally got that on the record. Yes, we voted for the Greens. <laughs> we really did. We vote for the Greens because, to our understanding, it's the marijuana party. Yes, <laughs> that's what I reckon. My local member, Mary Jane, is doing a lot of good for this community. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And may her pastures forever be green. <laughs> <laughs> we were just saying before we press record on this that it's slowly dawning on us how dumb this podcast yeah. is. When I, we were about to press record and then I was like, oh, I'm not wearing my hat. And I had to run off to grab my hat to record this. So. Yes, well, it, it's the only way I can get my money's worth of it. It's true. I did pay $90 at the start of this very podcast uh-huh. to get two vintage Spy Who Shagged Me <laughs> <laughs> baseball caps. Antiques. They're antiques. Antiquities. <laughs> They're antiquities. Antiquities and curiosities, mm. dare I say. And curiosity did kill the cat, but thankfully not my favourite cat, Puss <laughs> in Boots. Puss in Boots does feature in Shrek Forever After. Which is today's episode. It's all about Shrek Forever After. Allegedly, the fourth and final chapter mm. in the Shrek mythology. Well, there could be a few little side chapters for this one, I would say. I believe there are some side chapters that we are yet to explore and potentially, and this is a spoiler, potentially there may be a fifth film. Yes, there is. The rumours are out there in the Shrekiverse. Maybe we should get to that towards the end of the podcast. Absolutely. We'll talk about potentially what that could be, where we want to see this franchise go. Mm. Now, before we dig deep 
into Shrek Forever After, I just want to recap a few things that we felt about this franchise so far. And today, it's just us two. It's just family. After all, we are closing a chapter in one of the greatest family dramas of all time. (laughs) (laughs) The Shrek franchise. Yeah, and this is the first time we've done a a Shrek feature film without a guest. Yes. It's very daunting. I think it was personal today. It was personal today. And I I think it's appropriate and... Apropos (laughs) (laughs) Apropos <laughs> <laughs> That we're doing it Just the two of us Catching up Just the two of us You and I <laughs> Mini me and Dr. Evil style <laughs> Just the two of us Now The reason we had guests On our other episodes Were because And let's be frank about this I'll be frank You be the Beans <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god Fucking hell Um <laughs> The reason that we had guests is because we were hesitant when diving into the Shrekiverse. Mm. We were not looking forward to it. And we did. We had no real love for them no. at all. And I think at this point now, we are honest to God Shrek experts. Like, we yeah. probably know more about Shrek than any fucking child in this country. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And dare I say it, the, the world. Yeah. I mean, we still haven't seen everything of the yeah. Shrek stuff, but we've seen almost all of it. We've seen... We've reviewed uh, fucking videos from a... Um, <laughs> from a video from game. A, from a video game. We reviewed videos from a actual live... Um, what was that fucking thing we did at Universal Studios? Oh, yeah. The, the Shrek the, like, 4D. Tour thing. Yeah, the 4D I've been experience. on the tour. Listen, that's outrageous. Mm. I mean, we went deep on Shrek this yeah. time. <laughs> we went deep and down on Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's time for the fourth chapter. We we felt ready to do this mm. without the help of a comedian friend. We thought we can finally dig deep and and close the chapter on this fairy tale book. Yeah, this fractured fairy tale book. And that's what makes Shrek so unique. <laughs> it's fairy tales but with a little bit of edge. They're to fractured. It all. I yeah. would say <laughs> they're, they're fractured, just like a young boy tripping over on the soccer field. This is fractured. <laughs> this is a. Spinal fracture. Yeah. <laughs> Not unlike Anthony Hopkins and Ryan Gosling in a thriller. This is fracture. <laughs> oh my God. So today's all about the fourth one. We we have not hid our disdain for Shrek in the past. However, in the last entry in the Shrekiverse, we watched Scared Shrekless, mm-hmm. which is a short a vignette. Yes, yeah, a, a series of vignettes. A series of vignettes. Set in the world of Shrek. Set in the land of Far, Far Away, which was based around Halloween, a Halloween mm. theme story. And we loved it. Yes, it made my Halloween-y stand <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Me too, dude. I, I love, love that, that kind of shit and it makes you feel really happy. <laughs> So we were, I think we were really looking forward to this. Yes. Because we felt revived after Scared Shrekless. I think it was one of the best things in the entire Shrek franchise. Yeah, it was one of my happiest Mike memories mm. from this podcast. <laughs> it truly were. Yeah. It truly were. But we had to, push came to shove, we had to watch this feature film. I'm going to hold off on how I feel about it. We literally just pressed stop mm. on my Apple TV remote. <laughs> <laughs> and... It's time to dive into it. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, here we are closing the book on Shrek Forever After. But alas, my dear friends, we have come to the final chapter. And I am afraid our hero has fallen victim to a terrible curse. Oh no. From DreamWorks. Fiona. 
What's happening? Donkey! <gasps> it's me. I've never seen you before in my life. It's Shrek, your best friend. Whoa! Please eat my face last and send my hooves to my mama! This summer, far, far away, is in big, big trouble. <laughs> DreamWorks. Shrek Forever After. The final chapter in 3D. DreamWorks presents Shrek Forever After. Also known as Shrek Forever After, the final chapter. Released in 2010, the fourth chapter of this fairy tale series finds Shrek feeling less like a monster and more like a man in the midst of a midlife crisis. Hmm. And this is the point I would like to remind people. This is the second film in the Shrek franchise that has dealt with Shrek, the lovable green ogre. Mm. Going through a midlife crisis. Now, when you think of depression, I'm sure many of you think of the black dog. But in future generations, <laughs> they will rename it the green ogre. Yeah. This character is a walking definition of the blues. Let's call it the greens. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I voted for them. I know what it is. But he's so sad. He's so fucked up. He's really got a really fucked up life. And I think this movie does such a convincing job towards the start of the film of setting up the day-to-day -day monotony. Mm. Mono monotony? Yes. Monogamy? And monogamy, I yeah, would say. And monogamy, which is a very disappointing part of reality. <laughs> <laughs> Of Shrek's day-to-day -day life. Just yep. it being... Just him going through... It shows a montage of like morning to night of mm. Shrek's life and how it repeats itself every day of him changing his ugly kid's diapers, <laughs> him going out... Trying to have a shit in peace. <laughs> yes. He goes to his outhouse to let a huge log of Shrek out of his anus. <laughs> but uh -huh. in there, he's interrupted by... Um, a, a traveling carriage of star tours yep. where it's all these tourists going, oh my God, that's the most famous ogre in history. Because here's Shrek. the thing, Shrek's famous now. Yes. He's saved Far, Far Away three times exactly. that we know of. Well, he saved it twice. He saved Duloc once, come on. Yeah, but He Duloc, upped his game each that's time. That's true, he did up his game. Um, he's battled ghosts, dragons, um, all sorts of evil Handsome things. boys. Handsome Very men. godmothers. Yeah. Yep. Um, Oh, that's all of them. That's, that's about everything. it. Yeah, yeah, that's about all the things he's battled. But oh, Simon Cow's criticisms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at this point, he's so famous that this guy can't even take a fucking dump. <laughs> he can't even squirt a load out in his own backyard. <laughs> <laughs> because, and I got to tell you, at this point, I'm relating. Yes. I mean, this... not, I don't, I can shit in peace. I'm <laughs> yeah. not famous, but, but I'm like, okay, that would be horrible. That would be tough. That would be really horrible. Because at one point... The carriage of like tourists mm. accidentally knocks over his outhouse and he's just there shitting in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Oh, look. I had a bit of a Jurassic Park incident yeah. happen to me once when. But, Where a giant skelly creature. You yeah, know, ate me when gave I was you on a the blumpkin. <laughs> gave him Blumpkin on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fucked. But. I just I'm feeling bad for Shrek, but I'll tell you where my sympathies end mm. with him. Because yeah. the beginning of this story, the first like five to six minutes of this story, is exactly that. It's just all a montage yeah. of him being depressed. My sympathies end with the fact that he <laughs> this is a story of a person who resents his family, yeah. hates being a dad, and is growing to 
wish he'd never met his wife. Yeah, to resent his partner in the and his children in a way that is very visceral. Yeah. And this is a movie for children. I must remind you all, this yeah. is a children's story. I can't it's a fractured fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, and this fracture is a compound. <laughs> but it makes me so upset to think some young person... Some young guy. <laughs> some young guy, whether he's got cream or not, is watching this movie. And they're just, you know, some eight-year-old kid who's watching this movie. He's like, oh, I want to watch a fun little flick <laughs> to just fucking let the days pass. And then he comes out of it going... Feeling that maybe his dad has resentment for him. Yeah. Maybe his dad used to have a better life before he was around. Maybe his dad hates his fucking mum. And movies are about escapism. Thank you. And Shrek, of all the Mike Myers movies, (laughs) are the ones that are least escapeful. I know. It's the most like reality. And so, if you've got a kid, do not let them watch Shrek. Put Austin Powers. Or... If you're going to put on an animated film, put in Boots, which I'm yet to watch. We have yet to see, but... but I bet it's a blast. I reckon it's going to make you blast. <laughs> <laughs> you love that, that little chub is, stuff. Let's get let's get back to that when we yeah. when we get to it. I want to hold on to my. I'm edging myself with puss <laughs> at the moment. I don't want to blow too soon. I'm edging now. Okay, depression is the at the forefront of this story, and then this is I think the inciting incident. Mm. The uh, the birthday party sequence. Mm. We both had a reaction to this sequence. Yes, because it is fucked up. It's a yep. fucked up sequence. It's, it's the, a fucked up thing that happens in this world. It's the first birthday of the three Shrek triplets. Let's count them off. What are their names? We've got Frangos. Furnus. <laughs> and... Felicia. Felching Felicia. <laughs> Felicia. <laughs> but he seriously does have three children. They all start with the letter F. I can't remember what they are. Farkle. Farkle, <laughs> Fergus... And, and Felicia. Felicia. It is by Felicia. Yeah. She's by... <laughs> she's only one. <laughs> yeah, well, you're born that way. Yeah, you know? I guess so. We're all born naked and the rest is Shrek. <laughs> yeah, the only person I know who wasn't born the way she is, is Fiona. Yeah. She chose to be She didn't an choose. That's who she truly was on the well, inside. Well, love's true kiss. Yeah, and it just shows who she truly kiss. is. Yeah, true dad, brother. Yeah, I'm woke. I, I voted for the Greens. Yeah, me too, dude. In fact... <laughs> I'm voting for him right now. <coughs> mm. Dude, I'm grinning Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shreking out of yeah. here. Yeah, okay. So he's at the birthday party for his children. Mm. And this sequence gave me the desired effect, which was anxiety. Ajita. I It was, gave me full on Ajita. Yeah, I was starting to... My heart was starting to pound. It's all sharp cuts of people being... And little zooms Irritating to Shrek. Yeah, the sound design is... Through the roof, it's all little zooms, mm. it's little quick whip pans all over the place, replicating a panic attack. And you and I both noted that this sequence is very similar to Tony Soprano's yeah. panic attack in the first episode of The Sopranos. It's full on Sopranos in this scene. Like, it's almost shot for shot. It really is crazy. And mm. I mean, Shrek looks exactly like James Gandolfini. Yeah. May he may, rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Yeah. We, I really hope you found peace. <laughs> Tragically. We did lose. We did lose James Gandolfini. We lost James Gandolfini, and he is one of our heroes. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt at all. In my mind, or my heart, <laughs> I love him. And you're right. I think if this was, if the Shrek characters were in 
where Sopranos characters, you know, he Shrek has to be he has to be tones. He's got to be T. He's got to be toned for sure. Who do you <laughs> Fiona obviously is Carmella. Well, I, I think Carmella by default, Soprano. unfortunately, she does have to be Carmella. Although I do, <clears throat> and Felicia said- is Meadow for sure because it's their <laughs> child. Yeah, and Farkle AJ. Yeah, and um, Fergus. Fergus is probably. Do they have a dog? Uh, no, they did have those ducklings, but mm. I think the ducklings, they're those little dronglings. Those yeah, little the dronglings are the donkeys, ducklings. They're the ducklings. Donkey, I would probably say Paulie Walnuts. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking either Paulie or Christopher. Yeah. Just like... I would say Christopher's Pinocchio, because oh, he always wants yeah. to be a real boy. Plus and he's got Christmas... that big schnoz. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who I, one of my fake characters from Soprano is Salvatore Pussy Bop and Sierra. Yes, big pussy. Please. And who's the biggest pussy <laughs> in the world? <laughs> Puss in boots Absolutely And can I just say May we Rest in peace Big pussy Because mm, tragically yeah. He ratted on the family Yeah Spoiler alert He did rat And he sleeps with the fishes Yeah Tragically Isn't that one of your dreams? Yeah To sleep with the fishes <laughs> There are only two animals In animated history That I would like to Sow my seed with One Puss in boots <laughs> The other Cleo the goldfish from the Pinocchio <laughs> franchise. So far, only one film exists in the Pinocchio franchise, mm. but that is enough for me. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that's... Wait, that- are you telling a lie right now? Things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, what a crazy sequence. He's having a full-on panic yeah. attack, soprano style, because I guess he's dealing with the fact that he's aging. I don't know. This is the thing. It's so repetitive of things we've already seen mm. in this franchise so far. I think I can't remember what happens in two that makes him Well it's go on he's an dealing adventure. with the pressures of his like he he being married yeah. and trying to escape that life to recapture the adventure that he once had and also feeling the nerves of <laughs> monogamy growing and also children coming into that world. Well three is the one with the big um like train spotting children mm. nightmare, right? No, I think that's yes, it is. That's yeah. Shrek the Turd, and he that one is all about him being depressed by the fact that he's going to be a father. Um, and then this one is him depressed that he is a father. Like yeah. it's the same thing. It's the same journey. And we've said this before. We've said it even when we're watching the Shrek shorts. How many times do we have to watch this bitter cunt? Mm. Um, like get sad at his lot in life and then have to learn a lesson. Like yeah. get bullied into learning a lesson. And it's not even a real lesson. No. It's always just like, yeah, I am fuck ugly and I will be bitter about this, but I'll, I'll live with it now. Was two, two actually might've been the one where he was like, he wanted to be handsome again, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Or, so he was dealing with the fact that he was ugly. Yeah. And that he wasn't what her parents expected him to be. Mm. It was a real meat. The Fockers type situation. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, whereas these, the last two have been explicitly dealing with his depression. And I have to reiterate, this is a children's I, movie. That's what I will never be able to get over, is I can't imagine watching these films as a child. No. no what way. am I going to get out of it? I'm going to learn too much about the world. The first, I'm learning in that more about the world watching these films. I got so depressed after that birthday party sequence when he has his soprano panic mm. attack. And he runs outside to get some air and his wife comes out and she's like, come on, you're going to miss your kid's birthday. And he's like, I wish I didn't have kids, Fiona. I wish I never rescued you. And you see her face fall 
And I was just like, this is far too fucking real. Mm. What is going on? That's a real moment for a lot of people in this world where they say, lash out and say something they regret. Sure. And it's, I think, like, like we can't stop saying is, I don't think that's appropriate for kiddies. <laughs> To see that a moment that fucking real between two adults. Yeah, you want to... Look, at a certain point in your life, you need to learn about relationships. These aren't even comedies. These movies are like like really relationship dramas. Yeah, it's like a fucking... Uh, what's a good relationship drama that you would say? Uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Yes. Any other Dustin Hoffman ones? Um, Tootsie. Tootsie. Uh, Marathon Man, Wag the Dog. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Magorium's Wonder yeah. Emporium. Uh, Lenny. Yeah, Lenny. God, Lenny really changed the game. Yeah, Lenny Bruce. Listen, listeners out there, if you if you don't know who Lenny Bruce is, do yourself a flavor. Wiki that guy. Get his podcast up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Lessons Listen, from Lenny. <laughs> Lenny's pod, honestly, he... He took a lot of hits so that podcasters like us can do what we do. Could talk about Shrek one day yeah. for five or six episodes. <laughs> God. Okay. So, yeah, that is the inciting incident mm. of the story. Is that, that Shrek pushes us into the journey of Shrek Shrek says that he after. regrets ever rescuing Fiona. And who should overhear it? Rumpelstiltskin. Who? An evil little boy mm -hmm. who has the power to change history for mm. Shrek. Through contracts. Yeah, the most boring fucking way of getting mm. around that, getting to that story. This story is essentially a uh, what a wonderful world type story. Where what a, Shrek, a wonderful, wonderful life. life yeah, where Shrek it's a wonderful gets life. to uh, <laughs> not what a wonderful. No, I'm thinking life. about the Louis Armstrong song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> Satchmo. <laughs> There's a lot of green trees, and you can look that up. That is true. Mm -hmm. And skies are blue. Mm. Um, yeah, so Shrek gets to see what the world would be like if he never rescued Fiona. It's yes. essentially the plot of Shrek Forever After. But the way they get into that is so protracted, boring, and depressing mm. that by the time it came around, all novelty was not hitting me at all. Yeah, and I because because they did such a convincing job in setting up Shrek's depressed existence. Yeah, I never felt sorry for him or no. his plight of being thrown into this other world. Yeah, I that's felt the thing. sorry for Fiona and the kids for no longer existing, but Shrek fucked up. Yeah. And Shrek fucking deserved when it. When Shrek starts changing his mind and going, I want to go back to how it was, you're like, well, clearly you don't because we just saw you mm. scream at your children's birthday party yeah. and go full Sopran. You deserve to be tortured. You deserve to be the tortured Whoa, soul that you are, Shrek. I mean... No, not tortured. I, I don't want to get on... ISIS. No, 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 no. Come on. I voted for the Greens, not for the Bush Party. And I think <laughs> that's what I feel is I'm talking about emotionally tortured. Right. By his, okay. own, his own morals going, I did muck this up. Okay, now can I... I shrekt my own life. I just got to ask, are you sure you voted for the Greens? Yes. Wait a minute. Queen. Did you... <laughs> did you... Please tell me you didn't vote for ISIS. <laughs> Dude, I might have actually voted oh, for ISIS. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought it was the Egyptian god of the sun. And I thought, well, if, they, if God is real and they've shown their face, how am I not... I mean, I don't want to be punished for not voting for the Egyptian god of the sun. Oh, Marone. That falcon's really, going to pick my head apart. You really mucked this up. <laughs> I know. You really mucked this up. That's the re You're the reason why we've got one ISIS senator in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And they are half man, half falcon. I thought everyone would have voted for it's them. It, half man, half falcon. Wait a minute, isn't, isn't that, that what ISIS is? That is? Mario Fennec. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mario Fennec is I in voted the for Senate? the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't get that reference... Sorry about it. You shouldn't be listening to this podcast, <laughs> I guess. Oh, okay, great. So, all right. So, it's a, it is a, it's a wonderful life mm. type story. And Rumpelstiltskin allows Shrek to live a alternative reality where he never saved Fiona, essentially. Mm. Which is, I think, a really good concept. I think it's a great very good. concept for this story. It's a way to, mm. it's a way to kind of go Back to the Future two on it. Honestly, I don't know if it is a good concept. But I immensely enjoyed that aspect of this. I think, are you saying it's been done to death a bit? No, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm saying because I <laughs> Just think... Just spiraling I'm right spiraling now. right now because I find these movies to be so confused as children's narratives mm. that I can't even tell you what would be a good idea for these franchises. <laughs> I couldn't possibly think of one, but it's... I enjoyed this one because this is something that I would like to see. Sure. You know, Shrek fucking shit up. It basically becomes like the Warcraft movie where it's ogres versus witches. And I yeah. mean, that's... um, I, I, Could you have ever predicted that's where this franchise no. would have gone I from guess, like humble swamp mm, beginnings? Not at all. I guess I'm, I was interested in it because it looked different and mm. had a different tone to yes. other ones. But the first 10 minutes setting it up kind of ruined it for me. Mm. I just didn't care. But then when we do get into the alternate reality and we see Shrek... Uh, you know, chasing us, the villagers, torturing a town, mm. <laughs> and, and he's having fun. I did like that little scene, but I couldn't enjoy it because of how crusty of a demon he was. Well, that's what I think you and I were saying, is that it would have been a smarter move for Shrek's motivation to want to relive his life without mm. Fiona, um, to have that not rooted in depression or midlife crisis. It could have just more been a light-hearted thing where he kind of just misses the fact that people aren't scared of him anymore. Yeah, or that he misses of being the life of being a villain. And the whole thing is like that he just wants to live one day what it was like without her mm. again or without that, you know, before things were different. Before responsibility. Which is fine. You could you don't need that to be such a heavy motivation, do you? That No, I think it just it just missing your old life. There's one great moment in the monotonous day-to-day life mm. montage. It's that the very end, in the middle of the night, Shrek can't fall asleep. He gets up and he looks into the mirror mm. and he's, and attached to the mirror is an old wanted poster for him. Mm. And he tries to recreate the growl. And I think that's a really great moment. I think then would be the ideal time for like <laughs> Mr. Rumpelstiltskin yeah. to be like, oh, I detect something. Like maybe he's been camping outside of Shrek's house the whole yeah. time. Because that way, that's the motivation there. We show, we show that he's a little bit bored of his day-to-day life and he wants to recapture some of his youth. He doesn't push everyone away from his life as yeah. he has in the past. We're so sick of that. We're fucking sick We're of it. We're fucking I'm sick fucking of a DreamWorks. And here's, here's the thing about DreamWorks before we dive too deep into this story because I want to talk about Rumpelstiltskin. Mm. I want to talk about this alternate reality. But before I do, can we talk for a second about DreamWorks's style, especially with this franchise now we've we've mentioned that they're quite repetitive mm. here um i found a great article dudes if you want to go on the av club there's an article called dudes go uh, on.com go on avclub.com there's an article in run the series called shrek's lazy example it's probably at the top of the page and change animation mm. i'll put i'll link it i'll link it on the uh, facebook page but there's a little chapter in there where they a uh, little sorry paragraph where they describe how shrek being the first hit for DreamWorks, mm. first animated hit, 
then set the um, principle for what every DreamWorks animation was yeah. going to be like ever since then. And this is what they've said. They're Shrek foregrounded celebrity voices over talented voice cast. That's mm-hmm. true. To the point of building characters around their personas rather than creating original characters. Yeah. Very true. Um, Shark Tale apparently is a, a big example of have that. Have you ever seen Shark Tale? No, I have not. I've got a weird obsession with that movie. Why? Because um, it is... Currently, the last collaboration between two of my all-time heroes... Scorsese. Scorsese and De Niro. Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese. So far, they've got another project in the works, (laughs) but the last thing they collaborated on was Shark Tale. (laughs) That's so crazy. And are they playing... Like, is De Niro playing a De Niro type? He's playing a big gangster, Godfather-style gangster. <laughs> and Martin Scorsese plays a blowfish with giant eyebrows who... Um, yeah, all right. Who, I don't so really fun. know what he does. I think he's, he's a consigliere. He's a director? He's a yeah. film director? <laughs> I think he's a consigliere. Yeah, all right. Um, it eschewed original music in favor of top 40 hits and covers. Yeah, big time. I'm yep. a believer. Yeah. Smash, smash. Its visuals and character designs were often flat, which suggested corner cutting as much as a mm. house style. And it dove headfirst into reference-based and juvenile humor. That sums up the DreamWorks style, doesn't it? That's like everything ever since Shrek that they've put out has just been like pop culture references, Mm -hmm. current music, and like uh, these kind of like foregrounding the fact that we're using celebrities to voice the characters Mm. instead of just like voice artists this one i think strives a little bit to move away from that there's less yeah you're right there's less um overt pop culture pop music in this as well there's maybe two or three music cues Uh, and they're not as disruptive as in the past Mm. and i think there's less pop culture heavy references throughout the whole film yeah they're still there but i think that honestly after like four movies plus all Mm. the spin-offs they've really run dry like the well is run dry on how many things you can pun Mm. There's one at the start where the two, the king and queen, go to a, essentially a caravan park, but the sign says carriage park. Yeah, and that's kind of it. Like, there's a, maybe a few other little ones peppered yeah. throughout. It's more like less popular cultural references, more uh, cultural references. Sure, like the tone of the film, especially going back to this alternate reality mm. uh, in this kind of portal fantasy world rather than uh, fairy tale fantasy this mm. time. It's more reminiscent of Return to Oz, yep. uh, which is... Who directed that? It's someone... Martin Scorsese, I think. No, 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 no. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, just I'm Quentin gonna... Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. I'm going to quickly look up who it is and then edit this part out of the podcast so it's not as annoying to listen to. But no, I reckon I we should leave it in. Want... I'm really entertained I, I at this point. I do want the facts on this one because it is kind of fascinating um but my hand is typing very slowly for some reason Alexi loves the facts me i love the figures i'm talking about the babes (laughs) (laughs) i got Uh, an eye for babes don't you worry about yeah i love the facts you love to fap that's the secret (laughs) of this podcast oh it is walter merch is who i was thinking so return to oz which was directed by walter merch Mm -hmm. who was basically history's first sound designer Mm -hmm. he was the guy for coppola george lucas he did the star Mm -hmm. wars movies and he pretty much invented sound design with uh, apocalypse now and he was Ah. like a first person to be honored in that way 
And he directed Return to he Oz. He directed Return to Oz. It's the only movie he's ever directed, which is where Dorothy, played by the fierce Feruza Bulk, mm-hmm. uh, goes back to Oz and everything's a little bit fucked up and scary now. Which is essentially what happens in this. Too. Mm. And it, this film does have a very Ozian style about it, mm-hmm. where it is... Uh, witches are now the enemy, and yeah. they uh, and they're very Oz style witches. The witches who are in this alternate reality, because here's a spoiler for you guys: in this alternate reality, Rumpelstiltskin has a life without Shrek uh, and Fiona together. Mm. Actually, has led to Rumpelstiltskin being <laughs> the king of Far Far Away. What the fuck are we doing? To- <laughs> What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> We're doing some very important work for Mike. Yeah. We're chronicling his so, work for future <laughs> reference. Yeah. But when the aliens come yeah. and the human race is no longer exists, there needs to be a record of one perfect man that lived on this world. Exactly. That's what we're doing here. So Rumpelstiltskin is yeah. the king of Far, Far Away. He's very evil. And he has these witch minions who are basically the green witch from Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. But these witches, I mean, they're more like bitches, let's be honest. I think they are bitches. And also, they're more like the monkeys. They're more like the evil monkeys monkeys. from Oz. There's like so many of them. Oz, there's only like two two green witches, Alphavi and the other one. Yeah. And then in this, they're like millions of them. Yeah. They're flying around. They're doing doing all this dirty work. It is very Oz esque. And it is, I didn't see the Warcraft movie, although I do respect the artist who created it. And. His late father, who we Sadly, tragically we did, we lose, did lose Bowie. We lost Bowie. <laughs> but really uh, but it does look like that style too. Mm. It's this kind of like apocalyptic Gro- monster mm. world. Lots of smoke everywhere. Lots of tartan. And lots of green beasts. Like green, there's a lot of ogres beasts. in this movie. So many shrek. Which is something I found very exciting to see all yeah. these ogres. It was like the movie Ants, but instead of ants, ogres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it made me think, where's the spin-off where it's just all about these other cool ogres? Yeah. One of those ogres is voiced by John Hamm. Yeah, his name is Brogdon or something, and, and he's he handsome. he is the hot one. He's he, the only hot ogre. Finally, I barred up for a fucking ogre yeah, in this finally. franchise. But also, mm-hmm. it's got Gretchen, who is played by Jane Lynch. Amazing actor. Amazing actor. One of the greats. You can listen to our podcast, The Lynch Mob, all about <laughs> All about the works of Jane Lynch. And please um, please make sure when you search for it, you do search for The Lynch Mob with Alexi Teleopolis and Cameron James because there are several other podcasts yeah, with that yeah. title. Um, you... Unfortunately, we didn't think about any socio-political yeah, stances we when we, we didn't came think up with that uh, And it, we really fucked up. That's why there's no episodes of it, but there is a, an iTunes page for it. <laughs> Uh, and I got to say, I don't know why we thought it was a good idea to dress as ghosts in the photo. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense for the name. And yeah. then people are drawing some connotations mm. to... Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's just move on. Uh, we got uh, Craig Robinson. Yeah. Uh, playing Cookie, who I thought yep. was a great casting, sure. straight away works into the Shrek universe. Yeah. And he plays a giant fat ogre who cooks chimichangas. And has a very sassy attitude. And he's got huge boozos. Yeah. He's got really big boobies. Yeah, I liked Cookie. And I wanted a Shrek character to have gynamasticoli or whatever it's <laughs> called. And, uh, and then, of course, in this alternate reality in mm. which Shrek never saved Fiona. Who did save Fiona, sir? Fiona. Who did who save Fiona? Fiona? The answer? Fiona. She didn't need no saving. She saved herself, which brings to mind some very important questions for me in that we've watched three films prior to this where Fiona has been sidelined and given nothing to do, especially Mm. Shrek the Turd, where she was literally just like... Like he fucking rode away from her on a boat and Mm -hmm. then we saw her again 90 minutes later. In this movie, we see what she would have been like without Shrek and guess what? She's Fierce. She's fucking amazing. She's sick. I loved her in this. Yes. And she looks so cool. She looks like Xena. Yep. She's got long red hair. She's wearing cool clothes. And she's her, got swords. Her hair finally is not in an updo. Yeah. It is down. And I think it makes her look so much more beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Because she's quite... She's a thicker milkshake, we must say. <laughs> she is a thicker milkshake. And having her hair down... Just really accentuates her features in a lovely way. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She looks better than she ever has. She's stunning. She's 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 the protagonist mm. of her own story. Exactly. She's in charge of a rebel army of, of ogres, one of which is John Hamm, and I assume they're fucking. No, but she's never been kissed. She's never been kissed, but you know, you can fuck without kissing, you know what I mean? You don't <laughs> you don't you don't look at the mantle when you're stoking the fire, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that from Joe Dirt? I don't know. (laughs) In in many ways, in many ways, a lot of things I say could be from Joe Mm, Dirt. Yeah, I think so. I think so. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, she's got the pick of the litter there. Mm. And Shrek, the only way he can undo this Rumpelstiltskin curse is to have true love's kiss Mm. before the break of dawn. Yeah. Otherwise, he will die. And that is something that these movies do better than anything else that they attempt to do. Mm. You know, people remember the popular culture references. People remember the fucking music cues. People remember Shrek and Donkey. But the thing that these movies do best is heartbreak. 
And I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> because no. even there's these little touches about like Shrek and Fiona becoming closer, but then they they do kiss, but they're not truly in love. Fiona hasn't fallen in love with this version of Shrek and uh, and it, nothing happens. It doesn't work. Yeah. And I think that's a really heavy moment. And there's another mm-hmm. heavy moment where they're both captured by Rumpelstiltskin and they're both chained to opposite sides of the room. And when they try to move closer, it's revealed that they're on the same chain link. So when yeah. one moves closer, it pulls the other one back. Mm-hmm. And that's just a little touch that really like made me feel quite sad that is a great it's a metaphor it's a great metaphor and it broke your heart you got so fucking i started teary. weeping out you you weeped and and i gotta say i had to put my arm around you mm. and I it cried. brought us close together. yeah it really did i cried onto your chest let's talk a little bit about rumpelstiltskin mm. this character who is a quite an evil little golem-esque figure. Mm, he's conniving. I like his character design. Yes, I think as he, do I. He looks cool. He but looks like a little troll doll. Let's talk about the voice casting. Mm-hmm. Now, in these movies, as I mentioned earlier, they normally foreground big, famous people as their stars. So obviously, we've got the main man, Mike Myers, as Shrek. Yeah. You got Cameron Diaz as Fiona, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy as Donkey, Antonio Banderas as Puss in Boots. <laughs> Booth. Booth. You've got John Hamm in there, Jane Lynch, big stars. John Cleese, mm-hmm. you know. Who Julia th- Andrews, perhaps the biggest oh, star. Kathy Griffin, Lake Bell, you know. Who do you think they would cast as this big role, a big featured villain role, Rumpelstiltskin? We've had some big villains in the past. John Lithgow. Oh, my God. The other guy. Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett. Um, What's her name? Jennifer Saunders. Jennifer Saunders. Big, big name. Yes. Rumpelstiltskin, the final villain in the final chapter. Uh-huh. And they cast Walt Dawn. Walt Dawn? This is a name I've not heard of. Well, don't worry, because I've Googled Walt Dawn, and this is what it says on his Wikipedia page. Walter, that's his full name, by okay. the way. Mm, not unlike the director. I'll return to Oz, Walter Murch. <laughs> Walter Dawn is an American writer, director, animator, musician, and voice artist. Okay. Voice artist is last on his list. Yes. This cunt's a writer. <laughs> Why are we getting some behind-the-scenes nerd the to do heck? the voice? I've looked at his filmography. Do you know what? He worked on some of the other Shrek movies as just a story artist and a writer. Why would they give someone whose career has not been leading up to this point no. A chance. People should only be given jobs that they deserve. Thank you. I've been saying that for years. Additional story artists for Madagascar and a shark tale? Fuck off, Walter. <laughs> Shrek the Third, story artist, writer, additional screenplay material. Okay, you're weaseling your way in there. <laughs> yeah, I can trying see to become what a fucking doing. creative dude. Climbing the fucking yeah. ladder there. <laughs> Come on, dude. And then Shrek Forever After, lead role is Rumpelstiltskin and head of story. Head of story? I see what you've done Oh, there, he got to the top and said... Let's not cast a John Lovitz in this role. Let's put me in it all. And this, and then I can get on SNL. What a fucking nerd. Now, that is, John Lovitz would have been great. He would have been great. Imagine John Lovitz as Rumpelstiltskin. He would have been very funny and it would bring the history of Mike in. I think casting oh. SNL guys in these movies is, has proven to be good. Yeah. The two leads, Mike, Eddie. Rupert Everett. <laughs> They're all SNL guys. <laughs> I was thinking, um, when I was watching it, I mm. kept thinking, who would I have loved to have seen voice this Rumpelstiltskin character? I've put Lovitz a few is down. great. Yeah, Lovitz. Uh, I wrote down uh, Steve Carell. 
Great choice. Mm. He actually played Gru in this very same year for Despicable Me 1. I say we fuck off the Despicable Me <laughs> movies and just cast if him in this. we could go make a Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> contract yeah. to go back in time and change uh-huh. one thing, I would change that. Imagine if Shrek was made cool with Steve Carell. Minions would not exist. And that's a world that... I think I would be okay with living in. I'd like to make one additional change to that, and that mm. is that minions do exist, but okay. they exist in the shrek of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> or in real world. Or in the real life. Minions and become I get one. real life little <laughs> slaves for us all. But also, Who I wrote down a few other down? little ones. Okay. I wrote down Rob Lowe. Oh, that's a good choice. That's little, inspired yes, casting. thank yeah. you so much, yeah. Benjamin from Wayne's Imagine World. Imagine, Benjamin. He, that's great. What a great choice. He could play it because he... He has the range. Mm. He can be funny and dark. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Thank I, you so I put much. down, and this might be a little obvious. Mm. I've now just realized I've cast two people from other animated uh, yeah. franchises Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, Iego. Yeah, Iego. 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 Yeah, I like that. That would be cool. What would he be like in that role? What would he say? <laughs> like, say Shrek's coming up, he's like, I won't live my family anymore. And then he would be. Oh, hello there, Shrekos. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's no. me, Rumpelstiltskin. No. My, <laughs> my ears are bleeding. He's also playing it as a parrot. Yeah. <laughs> um, let, I'll just run through a couple of the other yeah, ones that I wrote please, down. Please. Uh, do you want to go one for one? Yeah. Let's and just go, go one quickly, one. quickly. Yep. Robert Smigel. Mm, that's oh, that's a good choice. And similar to mine, Stephen Colbert. Great. Uh, Chris Kattan. Oh, I like that. Mm. I like that. That's a good choice. Uh, and I want to see Chris Kattan get back popular again. I need that boy back mm. on our screens. Um, TJ Miller. Very cool. Mm. He even looks like the dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Uh, David Spade. Very good. Can I say my last one? Mm-hmm. Dana Carvey. Great choice. I mean, it's hard not to put those two guys mm. together. Mm. I wrote a couple more. Amy Sedaris. Oh, uh, yeah. Eddie Izzard. Oh, okay. That would be good. I like and that. And Martin Short, but I thought there was two on the nose. No. How did they not cast Martin yeah. Short in this? I thought it was too obvious, but there is one that I think that we once we both came up with today mm. while we were watching the movie, mm. there was no contest who it should have been. Oh, yeah. Uh, someone who has played a villainous role before that has been very, mm-hmm. very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Someone it, who is capable of adding humor to evil. Mm. Evil, evil Evil is his one and only name. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Throw me a freaking bone and tell me who it is, Alexi. Uh, Well, it's someone who's hip, someone who's with it. Okay. How much do you think they would charge to um, appear in this movie? Maybe. How many dollars? One million dollars. Okay. All right. All right. Who are we talking about? Dr. Evil himself, Mr. Mike Myers. Mike Myers doing the voice of the antagonist. He's done it before. He's played a hero and a villain together before. How did this not happen in the entire Shrekiverse? Because one selfish little bastard tried to take all the roles. (laughs) This fucking conniving, sniveling rat wormed his way up the fucking ladder and then he said, give me all the pieces of the pie. But in many ways, that is the most Rumpelstiltskian act of all. (laughs) I doff my hat to you, Walter. 
But I imagine that. Imagine if we actually got to see Mike play in this world. I would love that. Because Shrek, we have said it before, it's not a great Mike character. This is no. someone who is brought down by depression, not someone who fights through it with yes. a smile on their face like Austin Powers does. Yes. It's not someone who feels upset by the way the world has kind of put him in his place, but nonetheless he bloody headbangs his way to the top <laughs> like Mr. Wayne Campbell in Wayne's World. <laughs> this isn't even a guy who may be up against the most evil army in the history of our known universe, but he still makes it through with a smile and a whiskey. Hold the junk in his tumbler like Ed Fennec in Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. But he is a man who is crippled by his own selfish depression. And you know what? Fuck him. <laughs> And fuck, fuck depression. Fuck depression. That's all we're saying. Depression sucks. Fuck depression. And you know what would have been great? Give Mike a chance to have be fucking funny in this franchise. He's a once, funny please. fucking guy. Yeah, we don't need to sit here and watch this dramatic role. He's it's a drama. Mike is in a drama. <laughs> We for months we've been saying the best Mike performances in a dramatic role are fucking fifty four, uh-huh. and which there are shades of in this for some yeah, reason when is. they go into the Rubble Stillskin's palace. <laughs> yeah. It is filmed exactly like when he goes into fifty four, the studio fifty four for the mm-hmm. first time. Very odd. Uh, that movie has had a bigger cultural impact than we could have ever imagined. <laughs> and then also in Inglorious Bastards, yes. but maybe Shrek is the great Mike Myers dramatic performance. Because I tell you something, honey. He ain't funny. <laughs> this guy is not a funny honey. He's not funny. The other characters are funny. Sometimes. Sometimes. Let's While we're in this funny area, let's talk about what your Micah's touch was. Oh, my favourite... Okay, this isn't even a... I know what yours is. What I is think. your best gag? My best gag is... Uh, well, we both had the same reaction to the same joke. Mm, there was one where we did bust up. We both busted up. Um, should we just say what it is? Yes. Okay, so Donkey is arguing with Cookie Boy... Gingy. I refuse to call him by that name because it is offensive to my people. Orbans. <laughs> and Donkey says, what you talking about, cracker? And I thought it was very, very funny. I was like, how did it take him? Four fucking movies. Basically a And decade three spin-offs. <laughs> to come up with that joke. That and it's is a, great. It's so funny. It's the only good joke. In the movie. Because there's no jokes in this movie. The, okay, the only other touch that I liked was the fact that the Pied Piper, who's like a stooge mm. in this, like a, vil- a villainous stooge, yep. um, has no speaking dialogue, mm. but only speaks or communicates through his flute. And that's funny. Who, who voiced that? Well, yeah, of course. We, we looked up who the voice actor was, and the voice actor was none other than Jeremy Steig. Wait, the... Orchestral flautist? That's right, the American jazz flautist. <laughs> okay. And um, sadly, I do have to report that. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Steig did. <sighs> we tragically lost Jeremy he did, Steig. Pa- he did pass away in 2016. Um, yeah, April last year. We, we did, couldn't save him. And can I just say one thing? Can 2016 just stop already? I know. This is yeah. the one of the ones that didn't get reported as much. <laughs> Keep your bowies, but we lost. Well, it's Jeremy, Jeremy Stig. Stig. <laughs> AKA 
the Pied Piper from this <laughs> the movie. The jazz flautist. Because he doesn't have a voice at all. He just communicates through for f- fluting. And it's really, very, it's really very, good. And it's compelling. It's funny. It's funny. Plus, jazz flute does sound cool. It does sound cool. And he's That's saying why I love all the Kenny things he needs to G. say. Yeah, you love Kenny G. Me, I like that Kenny G spot. <laughs> But he's um he's saying all these emotional things just through the flute, and we know what mm. he's communicating. And it's very very funny. But he also does a thing where he he can change the setting on his flute to who he wants to um, compel to dance. Yeah. And he makes all the witches dance by playing some Beastie Boys. Yeah. Sadly, we did lose one of the Beastie Boys. <laughs> but also, um, he does he makes them play Shake Your Groove thing, yeah. which makes all the ogres dance in formation. Yeah. And I think that is really I love Beyonce it. Star. I love when everyone dances in formation yeah. and to disco music, not yeah. unlike 54. 54, another great mm. mic flick. You actually you teared up during that sequence because you're moved by large groups of people. And yeah. great choreography. I can't not cry when I see choreography. I guess because I, I'll never be able to do it. <laughs> My body doesn't move that way. Maybe I would be immune to the Pied Piper if he were to pipe yeah. up around yep, me. Yep, yep, Maybe I wouldn't be able to well, move. Maybe I could smash his fucking head in. Hey, you are speaking, of course, about uh, the late Jeremy Steele. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Stegos, this one's for you. <laughs> oh, no, I just poured out beer all over your carpets. <laughs> Dude, suck it up. <laughs> suck the carpet. Just kidding. That's gross. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, okay, I'm really freaked out by this fractured fairy tale, man. It didn't uh it uh it disturbed me. I found myself not laughing. Mm. I was compelled by the war element to it in some weird yes. way. I liked seeing Fiona be a leader rather than a follower. I loved that and it did it made me hesitant to reach the end of this movie because mm. I know it's a fairy tale. Shit works out for it. And if Shrek were to uh, have true love's first kiss of Fiona, mm-hmm. take him back to the real world. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean MTV's real world. <laughs> uh, he Fiona would be brought back into her shitty everyday life where she's no longer empowered. I didn't even think she would have the memories of no. her being this independent, fierce warrior, a leader of her people. And that's a real problem for me because mm. this is the most exciting that I've seen Fiona since she first did that famous matrix slow motion mm. kick which i still find very offensive to the matrix <laughs> yeah well the wachowskis had a vision and yeah. it was that vision was then taken by the zeitgeist mm-hmm. and bastardized <laughs> imagine, imagine two people <laughs> just doing a whole podcast about the ways that the Wachowski's vision has been <laughs> bastardized by pop culture. Like just defending the Matrix too much. I would love to do that podcast. <laughs> but they're more into two and three than the first one. Wait, I mean, the twins. <laughs> the twins, they made dreadlocks cool, okay? And then these fucking drug dealers out on the streets of Sydney wear their dreadlocks, trying to sell people weird in parties. At shitty house parties <laughs> where everyone's drinking wine out of a box and they made dreadlocks uncool again. It's 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 fucking it's it's fucking bullshit. And also people don't get the third one. People don't get it. He's Jesus. He's fucking Jesus Christ, dude. He's Jesus H Christ. Oh my god. Mother of He's God. He's Jesus Christ 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> He's digital Jesus, okay? How do they not get it? Ugh. And that's why it's fucking cool. 
Anyway, guys, you've been listening to <laughs> The Matrix rebranded. Oh <laughs> <laughs> god, what a great pod. We should do more of those. That's great. Yeah, I found um I found myself kind of bummed out by the fact like you're saying that we're going to just eventually wake up from this it's a wonderful mm. life fantasy and Fiona will be as she was before, but Shrek will be the one who's like, oh, thank goodness I've got yeah. my wife back. Like, why Why couldn't we find a way of, like, having Fiona be um, more, like, have more agency when yeah. it comes back to reality? Because that's the best thing I've seen her do. Yeah, it was really cool. And that moment where they, where they do save the day, Fiona does save the day, and Shrek starts disappearing into mm. the ether, back to the Marty future style. style. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's strumming it, and he goes away. And then she kisses him, and daylight comes. Mm. And then she's still an ogre; she's no longer turning back into a human. Yeah, that was a great moment. But then everyone else starts popping away, disappearing back into the normal time. And then when she pops away, that made me real sad because she's not going to have the memories of who she really was. It really does bring some interesting questions to mind about are these women in these stories better off without their male heroes? Mm. Like, is this... The message that we seem to be getting from the writers is that every fairy tale princess would be a stronger, more important mm. person if Prince Charming, or in this case Shrek, hadn't come along and yeah, rescued Prince, them. Prince No Charm. Yeah. Oh, God. He's honestly... He lacks charm. He is an, an ogre. He's a legit ogre. He's an ogre. Yeah. But like, isn't that a strange... That's a great message. That's a really good message. And that is a message that could almost be a, a premise for its own franchise mm. of like... Have we got the Fiona Chronicles? Yeah. But like, but then to undo it at the end, mm. it was... I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from that. Like yeah. all, of, all of this... We've just watched Fiona be this incredible warrior. And then all of that was just in service for Shrek to respect her more or something. If Shrek 2 had been... I mean, Shrek. When he said Shrek 2, I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> if Shrek... If they had found the middle ground, that yeah. would have been good. Because then that would be sending a positive message about people in the real world in today's society. Where mm. they do have to... Uh, conform to the realities of the world where she, you know, she has now got a family, she does have these children mm. and we can't really change that now. But if she had her independent spirit, if she was mm. able to retain that, which is what people in the real everyday world strive to achieve, that would have been a positive message. That would have been a positive Instead, message. Instead, we got a movie about a fucking midlife crisis fat cunt <laughs> <laughs> who hates his family and kids until he realizes, like, nah, I am better with them. When he sees her be cool and then he comes back to reality and he's like, well, honestly, thank God she's not a warrior anymore. Yeah. I don't have to deal with that nonsense. But I do kind of have a newfound thing for her. Yeah. He did have a nice line at the end where he said, the best part about this day is that I got to fall in love with you all over again. Pretty oh, cute. That's great. You teared up again. Yes, but that is because I do have um, an irritation in my right eyeball <laughs> where I did scratch the inside of my yeah. eyelid somehow. Yeah. I wasn't going to um, mention that. But yes, but I did bring it up. You I do, do have, look I, like Dr. Evil right I, now. I do have a swollen eye. Yeah. And every now and then it's easier to cry when watching an emotional family drama such as Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> a kitchen sink drama about a fat cuck who, <laughs> who learns how to love his wife again. Shall we check this Shrek? <sighs> okay. Can you go first? So Shrek Forever After, aka the final chapter. Question mark? Mm-hmm. 
Definitely a strong question mark on that. Mm. Um, you know what? I liked it. <laughs> I actually didn't mind this one because it was an exciting adventure. It mm. was more of a fantasy than mm-hmm. a fairy tale. Yes. And um, I think because it realized when not comedies, it didn't try hard to be funny anymore. It just kind of became a sprawling adventure. And I don't mind that. I yeah. like the little alternative alternative world where little by the by chance things are a bit different such as your favorite guy puss in boots yeah. who's usually a sexy lothario <sighs> i can't believe we didn't talk about puss he puss in this in what, this alternate le- reality he's a little chub star he's given up the way of the sword mm-hmm. and he lives as fiona's pet and he's a fat cat he's a chubby tabby and <laughs> i found that quite Fun. He was funny. Antonio Banderas gives a great voice performance as this kind of like pampered pussy. And by the way, <laughs> I would love to pamper this pussy. <laughs> yeah. I really would. He's still cute even when he's a little chubbo. He's got more cushion if, for the pushing. I yes, love Yes, if him. anything, he has been blessed by thickness. Yes. Well, can I get a witness for this thickness? <laughs> Please, yes, God, and I think um, I liked that. I liked I liked most things about this movie, but once again, Shrek is the thing I hated most. Yeah, and Rumpelstiltskin yeah. close seconds. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Imagine this movie with Mike as Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, dual performance, two different voices. There would have been a different shot of energy. Even we would have been more excited to watch it if for we knew sure. That. Because it would have been all about... It would have been recreating the Austin and Dr. Evil... Dynamic. Dynamic. And we would have loved that. And dynamic is the word that we use for a reason. It is dynamite. <laughs> oh, that is a stretch. <laughs> and a stretch is um, how I felt this franchise has come to a close. Mm. It's really dragged the world of Far, Far Away out too far. The joke's are no longer funny. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing this kind of war element to it. I liked that it was a step back in time sort mm. of movie that I think we could have even done more with. It might be the best the time travel one. movie since Austin Powers 2. <laughs> Maybe. Shagby. Maybe. But if I have to check it, I got to say that we've spent a lot of time in this podcast suggesting that Mike's downfall is directly the result of the love guru. Mm. And I just want to retcon that. I want to matrix the matrix retcon <laughs> and say that I think, the Shrek franchise is as responsible for Mike's decline. Yeah, I think so. It makes him a little complacent by the amount of money that he's getting. Yeah, by the time I, you watch this one, you're like, yeah. I've seen him do all of this before like eight times now. Yeah. And it's repetitive and there's no new shades being brought to it. Yeah. And that is a shame. And there are at least 50 shades of green. They could have put a little more in. Or 54. <laughs> but if you... If you if, we had seen him play multiple characters in this franchise. I think the reputation that he has might not ha- be mm. as strong. It would have shown his versatility. I yeah. think that's kind of what had hampered the later half of his career is that he's he is an actor who was famed for his versatility mm-hmm. in, in comedic voices, mm-hmm. being able to change comedic voices, add different comedic personas, all have a similar heart to them and a mm. similar cheek to them uh, and making them kind of a little bit... He's made them all more downplayed in the later half of his career. And I think um, Shrek is the shining example of that because it's a character that's not funny ever. 
He's not funny whatsoever at all in any of these movies. And he's a grump. He's a grump yeah. and a chump. That's all he's I'm saying. He's a grump, a chump, and a frump. And, man, I'm not into it. I'll throw him in a lump. Yeah. Give me that rump, or Stiltskin. Yeah. No, I hated him too. Yeah, it just wasn't good. I got to check it, and I got to say, there were interesting elements to it. But as I've said before, I would much prefer if Shrek was just a TV series and not a series of feature films. Mm. I could deal with it in short doses. Yeah. So I'm checking it. Didn't like it. So we're kind of on the... We're we're both in the middle area. You're Mm. slightly more falling to the negative side. I'm slightly more on the positive side in the end of this Shrek journey. Mm -hmm. But it might not be the end of the Shrek journey. No. There is... Puss in Boots. The Puss spin-off. in Boots, which I cannot wait for. It's apparently a prequel mm-hmm. to these. So it's before exciting. he knows Shrek, apparently. Yes, exciting stuff. Which I'm excited about. Um, we're going to check out that next. That's pretty cool. I also... Is it cool? I don't <laughs> I know if it's just... cool or if it's depressing, but yeah. either way, it's it's happening. It's a something. <laughs> and uh, also, there are rumors that Shrek 5 is... Happening in 2019. Yes, NBC Universal did purchase DreamWorks uh, a few years ago now, I think. Mm-hmm. And because this is a giant cash cow of a franchise, they did want to start the Shrek franchise again. And uh, the next one is already being written by Michael McCullers, mm-hmm. who is famously the co-writer on Austin Powers by yep. Shagney and Goldmember. He's a famous Mike collaborator. And he's a director in his own right. He directed mm-hmm. a movie I really like called Baby Mama mm, with Amy Poehler. Yep. He also wrote The Boss Baby. Oh, The Boss Baby Mama. Mm. The Boss Baby Mama. He could only work in movies that use the word baby <laughs> in the forefront. I can't wait script. for Shrek. Yeah, baby, (laughs) as the next movie. And that's not all that is on the forefront for things in the Mike Myers world. This is the last episode we're recording before the first episode of the Gong Show premieres. We are in a pre-Gong Show world right now. For not much longer. What Mm -hmm. is the Gong Show? The Gong Show is a new variety show hosted by famed British comedian... Comedy legend. Tommy Maitland, who may or may not be Mike Myers. Deep, undercover, in character, has not been revealed to be Mike Myers yet. We have our suspicions. We did a whole episode on it. You can listen to it Mm -hmm. a few episodes back. But we're not... Look, we are experts on the guy, but we're not the definitive gospel. Yeah, we we are very, very sure it's him, mm. but we can't say with 100% fact that it is. No, and again, you like the facts, I like the figures. Uh-huh, that you do, that you do, yeah, to do. be sure, to I be do, sure. I do, I do. And so what we will be doing is we're going to try and get our hands on a copy of that first episode when it airs, mm-hmm. and then we will come back with you very, very soon after it has aired to discuss the first episode of The Gong Show, the actual premiere of Mike's character living in the full world. We've watched a couple of interviews Mm -hmm. and stuff like that with Tommy Maitland, but we do want to see it in action the way it was intended as the host of The Gong Show. And I just want to say something that's just dawned on me as well. In the past, we've asked people to tweet at us with the hashtag gong if they got laid (laughs) 
at oh all. Oh my god! And I feel like that is another sign that Mike has been listening to our podcast. Oh my god! That he's heard us say tweeting gong if you're getting laid or if you're horny, and people have been doing that by the way. Not for a while because we did. For a while. We haven't. Thankfully, asked for a we did while. forget about but it. But that is some really crazy universe shit yeah. right there. So now I'd like to open the Twitter floors again. Please tweet at us at MikeCheckPod, hashtag gong, if you've been laid. Or if you want to get laid. Yeah, just fuck dating apps. <laughs> just come straight to us, we'll match you with other listeners. We will. <laughs> you guys are all meant to be together. Yeah. Admit it. Yeah. Uh, yes, you can tweet us at MikeCheckPod. You can also tweet at you at... I am Cameron James. You can tweet at me at... This is Alexi. Thank you. <laughs> and also, if you've liked what you've heard on this podcast, you can give us five stars on iTunes. And in your review, my recommendation of what you should do is give us the name, title, and concept for what you'd like our next super specific actor-based podcast to be. There? We do have one from Huey BB. This podcast got my mojo back. My girlfriend couldn't be happier. Can you please do a spin-off ep, bust a nutty professor? Oh my god! <laughs> and rank when Eddie Murphy was at his horniest. Oh my god! And my answer to that is, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, we can. That sounds incredible. That's one of the funniest ones we've had. That is really. I good. saw that at the start of the podcast, and I couldn't contain my laughter. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, I'm glad that it's on the air now. Huey BB, one of the best ones ever. Thank you, Huey. That is really good. I can't so wait you can, to. So anyone out there could write one funnier than that, though. So please do Twitter me. <laughs> yeah, please do it. I mean, um, do do put them on iTunes. Do you have anything to plug, Lex? Yes, I do. On the 30th of June, we've got Green Lights Comedy Nights. This is a show that I host and run with my friend Nico Mallon. It's on the best stand-up showcases, dare I say, in the history of mankind. <laughs> uh, and it's on Friday the 30th of June at the Gaelic Club in Surrey Hills, 8pm. It's only $10. Mm-hmm. And we've got a great headliner. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Mr. Cameron James. Oh my goodness. Yes, the mic check boys are doing a show together yeah, at last. Baby. I am going to get really horny. So do come to that. You're going to see Cameron headlining the great show. Uh, 8 p.m., only 10 bucks. Gaelic Club, right near Central Station in Sydney, Surrey Hills. That is going to be so much fun. I would also like to plug that. Uh-huh. So that's a double plug, right? Double there. plug. That's double figures you get. Yeah, me. baby. Oh, you know I like them figures. Um, and, and I like those facts. <laughs> I'd that also like to plug the fact that I will be performing at Splendor in the Grass <gasps> next month. So if you're planning on going to Splendor to see LCD Sound System, why don't you come on over to the comedy tent and see me as well? Going full Shrek in the green. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be fully Shreked out all fest. You're going to have a bloody mud bath, I'm sure, oh, Shrek boy. You know it. You know it, brother. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Keep listening and keep loving and keep getting horny and keep Shreking out. And stay cheeky, monkeys. <laughs> it's my check. It's my check. The podcast.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.